0: Before we start, mm-hmm. uh, well, not before we start, to start with today, uh, we have uh, Ethan Hay joining us. Ethan, are you on? Are you there? I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Loud and clear. Ethan, how are you doing? Hello? Ethan, how are you doing? I'm good.
1: How was the anniversary?
0: The anniversary was awesome. And uh, we got a little sneak peek of the snow up in uh, Wyoming now we're uh, we're ready wow. for it here.
1: But uh, I love the I love Wyoming.
0: Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous, but
1: absurd yes, is.
0: Well, what we want to talk about uh, with Ethan is the the looming crisis uh, regarding diesel fuel yeah. So, uh, Ethan, I've got uh, I've got you up here on the screen. I've I've got your uh, some of the articles that uh, you've been, Ethan's been out diligently searching and, and researching the issue. Uh, so, Ethan, I'm going to turn it to you. What's What's the first story? What, tell us what's going on here with uh, with the diesel. All
1: uh, right. So, first of all, let's start with a little bit of context. Um, uh, the vehicles that are that use diesel the most, and those di- those vehicles are trucks, trains, boats, and barges. And what do all those things have in common? They're used to transport food. They're used to transport supplies. They're used to transport material. So that tells you how important diesel is, a. And then b. This and that's coming directly from a government website called um, uh, the EIA. dot uh, gov, which is the agency, the U.S. Energy Information Administration. So that is just to highlight and emphasize how important diesel is. Then second of all, this is it from Business Insider, Markets Insider. Uh, The headline of this article alone should cause you to worry. Oil prices could trade below $120 next year, but extremely low diesel inventories pose an even bigger concern, top energy analyst says. So you guys have all seen Mad Max, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you remember how important fuel is and gasoline and diesel was to them in those movies, mm-hmm.
0: and water. Yeah. Interest, interesting and water. enough, yeah. When you start to find out what's that been going on good. with our with our water here. So, Robert, tell us uh, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts about this. Uh, what do they say? We have a 23-day supply of uh, of oil or yeah. diesel supply? I was
2: just covering this with Mike Adams from Natural News. He's known as the Health Ranger. This yeah. weekend we were in Austin, Texas doing a, an event and uh, talking about the concerns we've had for a lot of years that the supply chain fragility is as is, is real as what we're talking about now, the loss or lack of access to diesel fuel where the, the, the folks that uh, you know, are part of the, what we call the green movement, which is really not uh, an environmentalist movement, it's a movement to reduce global population, they will get their wish. If you stop the flow of oil, you stop the ability to feed the people of planet Earth, other than those who have uh, prepared who are growing their own food or storing their own food to get through the crisis until the growing season starts again. We have become so dependent upon uh, diesel, as uh, your guest has just pointed out, For the shipment of all kinds of things, goods and services, but particularly the food that people aren't growing, being shipped in from all parts of the country and or all parts of the world. If that stops flowing in and people haven't prepared by storing, you know, and saving up for those famine times, this is an artificially induced famine by globalist environmentalists trying to starve us out if not reduce population through hunger, you know, and that, or, or increase their control over the population through hunger. If you can imagine how well FEMA did after uh, uh, Katrina, people mm-hmm. waiting on rooftops, you can imagine them waiting for food delivery from the government, uh, that's, uh, you know, and they don't have diesel, how are they gonna get it to you then? So it is a very real serious consideration, concern, and I don't mean to uh, in, increase worry. I know the word worry was used, and there's a legitimate reason to be concerned, and I agree, uh, but the warnings have been out there for those that haven't been paying attention. Yeah, they're going to end up in a whole heap of trouble. And I hope that there's enough food to go around to get us through this crisis.
0: Yeah, I, I think, you know, people talk, think about the top of the diesel you know, fuel crisis that's uh, approaching. And I don't think people a lot of people are putting it together that this is not just going to, you know, make gas prices higher. Um, I mean, everything is shipped. Mm-hmm. Everything is shipped carton your 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 milk your essentials i mean everything you know food clothing everything comes in and what do you see first off so i've i've been hearing different things so we what is it a 23 ethan is it a 23 day supply where are we at
1: now so that was about 10, 12 days ago. So we're probably a little, a lot less than, half, yeah, more than halfway
0: technically. They're saying it should run out right around, right, like literally right before the elections. Now, but that doesn't mean that we don't, we will not have any more oil though, or any more diesel,
1: correct? No, that just means that that's when all the diesel will no longer be in government reserves and will be out to the public.
0: Okay. So... <laughs> People should be concerned. Mm-hmm. You, you said you don't people, you know, you used the word I don't want people not to worry. or be. But the fact of the matter is, I, I think we have a bigger problem in this country, people not worrying enough. About the right
2: things. About the right yeah. things, right?
0: I mean, the fact of the matter is, I think people are, are not worried enough that we have a president that stands up and, and says anyone who uh, voted for the last president is a domestic terrorist. I think we, people should be worried when you have the FBI saying that mothers who stand up against the school boards are domestic terrorists. Sure. I, th- I think
2: people should be very concerned. And my concern is people are not concerned enough. Well, they're more concerned about being offended by being called the wrong pronoun. Right. I I mean, you know, when you're hungry, you don't give a flip if you're called, you know, he or she or they, which is plural, by the way. At least that's the way I learned it in English. Uh, And so you're right. They're they're not concerned about the right things. They had the luxury all of this time. And that's the thing about getting lazy on freedom. You live such a wonderful, uh, abundant life. We live like the kings and queens and emperors of ages past. We do. Because of oil. Oil provides for us that ability to have not slaves but oil to do our bidding. And we just show up at the store and it magically appears. The milk, the food. And we are not connected to the source of the food. People, I didn't grow up, you know, being a city slicker as a kid from New York all those years ago. I thought food just magically appeared like most people do, the grocer's freezer or the drive-thru. Yeah. And it took a lot of times in my grown-up years finally to figure out that you know what? Some people have to grow this. There's a lot of energy and effort that goes into it. Now, of course, you can go to you know mass chemical manufacturing factory farms, and you can get calories, but that is also loaded with toxic poisons. Also, interestingly enough, derived a lot from petrochemicals. Uh, even though it can sustain us, there's a side to that can harm us. And so, going back to growing food as it was used as it used to be grown organically, we didn't have to call it organic. They tried an experiment recently in Sri Lanka to make. Uh, the ESG scores go up. Have you talked about those? Oh, yeah. This is the globalist agenda to, you know, get everybody uh, woke and uh, cooperative with the world international bankers to get loans and stuff. So Sri Lanka, they said, hey, you, you ramp up your ESG scores, we'll give you all the loans you want. And so they banned chemical agriculture and farming, which, on one yep. level, I could say as a healthcare provider, hey, that's good—less toxic poisons in your food, okay. But you do that with no warning, with no preparation over the course of one season, you will starve people to death. And they rose up and they threw out the government, and said y- you can't do that. Well, and they're and, and and they're starving in
0: the streets now. Yeah. And and the, and the and the crazy thing is, they had they have had an abundance of food. Mm-hmm. I mean, just barely. I mean, in in a short time, they went from food
2: abundance to, mm-hmm. I mean, in the streets, rioting. Right. Top-down, centralized control. And even though, again, uh, the goal is admirable, in a sense, to grow things more cleanly, right? Right. We talk about organically. But to do it overnight, you can't, it's not sustainable unless everybody in that uh, country is growing food as well, which is also part of our obligation to live in freedom and liberty. We also have to have Liberty Gardens, You know, not Victory Gardens like after World War II, but Liberty Gardens. And I know in this area where we're uh, broadcasting from, a lot of people do grow food in, in the season, which is great. That's not true everywhere. And it's still not enough. A lot of people do not. They just think, well, it's always gonna appear at the grocery store, so why do I have to do it? Well, until the diesel runs out. And then you find out how important it was to not rely on that system.
0: Yeah, one of the things that concerns me, and it's not getting any media attention, is in Europe, there are lines. People are lined up in the streets for for coal, mm-hmm. uh, for for oil, for for any any way they can to heat their. For, for, for they're chopping, and in Germany, they're chopping down their, some of these old forests to get wood to heat their homes in the winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're having an energy energy they crisis. They shut
1: down nuclear plants. Yep,
0: yep, they've shut down their energy sources, ex- uh, just like we're doing here in, in America. Starting to turning off our gas lines. And now the people are preparing for it to freeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's. I mean, literally, they're first world countries now. Their biggest concern is, are we going to make it through the winter? And at some point, people have to say, especially as we're coming around to election time, is is this just an accident? Mm-hmm. Is this just um, is this just climate change? And the fact of the matter is, at what point do you look and say this is an act of, of, of sabotage and sure. warfare
2: on, on the American people and on and on humanity? Yeah, well, the globalists have stated their plans. It's not hidden for us to say it. It's not a, a, a theory. This is actually what they're doing. It's, you read the, int- the intention of the World Bank, the International Monetary Fund, connected to our own so-called our own Federal Reserve, which isn't federal and has no reserves, if you've read The Creature from Jekyll Island. Yeah. Uh, you will realize that this is an intentional plan to make us a third world country, make us completely dependent and begging from our knees for help from the international community or if it's our own government, what we think is FEMA, et cetera. Well, they're, they're not interested in really helping us. They're interested in enslaving us. That's, That's right. not the origin point of America. That's not its godliness, speaking of the topic we're going to be getting into. And so we ought to recognize that our, uh, let's say, our re of, as a spiritually based and focused nation, first and foremost, is where we got the goodness of all the laws and all the things written into our Constitution originally. And uh, that has, again, been lost, but again, the the threat of uh, environmental uh, catastrophe is not so much the burning of oil, it's the cessation of that, and the abject death and destruction in its wake. But those globalists are seeking to greatly reduce the population, the people of planet Earth, including here in America. And we've seen it through the medical cartel, pharmaceutical cartel based on pharmacia, which is sorcery. And now we're seeing it through uh, the environmental movement trying to stop the flow of oil, supposedly to save the planet, but you're gonna kill half the people or more on it.
0: Yeah, and, and, and in, in an effort to save the planet, what are they doing in Germany right now? Chopping down the oldest forest? Yeah. I mean, what they, I mean when, when, when you put the population into third world country, there is nothing good about the environment when people are, are trying to live in third world conditions. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you one last question and we'll wrap this up. What do you see? Um, how do you see this playing out over the course of the next months? What do you see this looking like?
2: Well, I I think I saw in the Babylon Bee that uh, uh, Biden is going to ask for amnesty for everything that he's done, just like (laughs) so many of these people that told us, you know, if we didn't get jabbed, we were going to be, you know, dead. It's a pandemic of the non vaccinated. And the only people healthy are the ones that didn't get jabbed. Everybody else is in trouble. And we got to help them. Uh, so I, I think inevitably, if the vote is counted appropriately and, and real, uh, it'll be a wholesale uh, sea change in government uh, on almost every level, even in, in uh, completely blue state. like New, New York. York. Right, exactly.
0: You're from New York, you said originally. Yeah, many Lexi years and my ago. My wife's from New York City yeah, too. So,
2: yeah. so I, I just see what's happening there. What a disaster we've been following along with California, and uh, they're going you know straight to hell in terms of their ability to survive. <laughs> And so what are we going to see? A sea change there, a Republican governor? Now, I'm not saying that the Republicans are pure as the driven snow either. We've, and you know this as well, having run for Congress to see the compromises made by establishment Republicans. We need you know, people uh, that really are spiritually oriented as a starting point, that have a yeah. deep religious faith. Not so we have a theocracy. That's not the design of this country either. It's acknowledging that religious freedom is an individual freedom, and it is given to us by God. These rights come to us as individuals, not by our group membership whether it be in a religion or any other group. And so uh, the reestablishment of people that have a solid faith and foundation and live according to that, those are the people that are least likely to be sold or bought, if you will, to compromise those values in once in government, to be compromised. So we need people of faith in there. I'm not saying that people of faith aren't vulnerable to things. We're all human, and that's possible. But seriously, that's got to be a starting point, not the, yeah. the last thought. Oh, yeah, we should have thought of that. We've got yeah. enough of that in there already.
0: Yeah. Um, Ethan, final thoughts on the uh, gas, on the on the diesel thing, on the diesel uh, crisis, diesel fuel.
1: Well, if they're so interested in going green, they should invest more in drilling and allow access to that because by hmm. doing so, they'll allow people to, the gas will become more affordable due to the fact that it's being pushed out mainstream hmm. and, and more quantity, and then people will have more money saved in their wallets and they'll be able to invest and and invent more. So Mm -hmm. to me, it's just, it's completely illogical, stupid. And I'm with your guest. Uh, I'm sorry. I kind of blanked out. Robert Scott Bell, Robert, Mm -hmm. Robert Scott Bell. Thank you, Robert. And thank you, Jason. Uh, but the other thing is, is I'm with Robert. Uh, they're completely interested in destroying the world. It's not because they, it's not because they're interested in saving the planet. It's because they're interested in it. It's because they hate humanity.
2: Yeah. And Ethan, there's some good news on that horizon, what you just brought up, because some people will recoil at the, oh, drill from oil, but aren't we destroying the planet by doing so? Of course. We can get into that. And Jason mentioned it in terms of if you live under a socialist or communist uh, country, uh, you see the environmental destruction that happens in China, former Soviet Union, Venezuela now. There's no concern for the environment when you're just trying to survive. Pollution is like off the scale compared to free market capitalism, which we have a little bit of left, not a lot. But even there, we see innovation despite government prohibition or inhibition of that. And if you come to the Red Pill Expo, did you know about this? November 12th and 13th, the Salt Palace Convention center inviting everybody there uh g edward griffin is hosting the red pill expo i'll be the mc i'll be speaking and one of the guests that you'll all want to see one of the keynotes is david martin phd david martin yeah we've had him on the show Brilliant man, and I don't know if he revealed to you the technology that has been invented and, and now uh, proof of concept to be able to pull oil from the tar sands of Utah, all over the, the plains, and even in Canada, in a way that is so environmentally friendly that the oil is pulled out, the, uh, it burns so clean, hardly any hydrocarbon outgassing, and the what's left is sand and soil that you can grow food organically in. Yeah meets or exceeds every California no, earth muffin standard. And
0: it's right here it's in right here. Utah. Yeah. So for Yeah, the, it's ground it's it's revolutionary. It's yeah. exciting. And it's and it's well underway. Yeah. Uh, it is. Pro- I think they're gonna be producing oil by uh, spring.
2: Yeah. So for those of you who are concerned about oil Good being up. so toxic and polluting there are ways with innovation and that's what David has pulled out and is going to talk about I'm sure as well at the Red Pill Expo. Uh, that's cool. I didn't yeah. know
0: they were going to mm-hmm. announce that already. Mm-hmm. Ethan, thank you for calling in. Thank you for having me. All right, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Ethan. So, you know, I appreciated we are in biblical times. That's all all I can say is biblical times. And especially with we're a week out from elections. And I get a lot of people calling and and asking about, you know, left versus right. And, and, uh, you know, who are we voting for? And, you know, this is not a time... Well, I do expect if, if we have fair elections, this will be a massive red wave. Uh, the answer is not a Republican wave, though. No. Because let's look, be honest, how much damage did George Bush do to mm-hmm. the Constitution? George yeah. W. Bush, both both Bushes mm-hmm. were monsters. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you it, that is, I mean, look at our own governor, look at Romney, look at most of our leaders here in Utah who are Republicans, mm-hmm. that they are, you know, straight up rhinos and they're, and they're progressives. Curtis, you know, pushing what he pushes with climate change. I mean, it, this is this is no longer left versus right. When you look at what this this these global elites are trying to do, when you brought it up with with population control, mm-hmm. um, this is this is about good versus evil. This this is about right versus wrong. This is about this is about power versus mm-hmm. freedom. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, to me, this election matters so much. And, and it, what matters more is that it is free and fair and that the people counting the ballots are held accountable. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, that's not something we're going to be, you know, it's something we're hardly even allowed to discuss anymore without getting censored, which is mm-hmm. which if that doesn't tell you that there's a problem, I don't know what would. Um, but um you know, one of the things you were alluding to that really stuck out to me is this this idea that we we have the we all have the fundamental need to worship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's innate in, in humanity. Is is we all have what's been said a, a God size hole in our heart that we that we seek to fill. Uh, there's a need for faith. There's a need for meaning, and. <clears throat> Everybody worships, and I think one of the challenges is, is, you know, and this is what you brought up, he says, it's, it's you know, the left worships as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they, wor- they worship this woke ideology, mm-hmm. and to me, one of the, you know, this country was founded upon the idea of that, that, that what made this country unique is it was founded upon the idea that there is a God. And that he created all of us, that we are all equal, you know, and that, that we create a government and government works for us, is below us, has no rights we ourselves don't have. We delegate authority that God gave us to the government. They work on our behalf. <clears throat> and it's been beautiful. And, and as you said, that system of government... Was built on the foundation that these that these children of God that are are literal de- are have the seeds of deity and that they are kings and queens that we are all royalty, and if you and that's what's profound. You you hit the nail on the head. Is is after living in that philosophy for two hundred years, the, the idea that we are royalty, we truly have a- elevated the average man. To, to a lifestyle that most royalty could have never imagined. We truly live like kings and queens, the, the, the least of us do. Well, the thing we're fighting and the thing to me that's, you know, when our founding fathers, when, when they were going to war, they were fighting as an ideology of, of a king um, of, of a king versus, versus a, a philosophy of, of, of individuals who were all royalty. That's what they were fighting against the idea that they were serfs and servants versus that, no, no, they themselves were also kings. Today, we we'll are fight something very different. You know, the, the enemy that our founding fathers were fighting against were actually gentlemen. You know, th- th- there were some atrocities that happened, but for the most part, they were gentlemen. The enemy we are fighting is is pure evil. We are fighting something much much more sinister we are not fighting <clears throat> um, you know a
2: monarchy no. we are fighting Marxism yeah we were, were fighting against people who are by definition godless in a sense in their viewpoint and belief system you know they have another religious belief and it's atheism if, it, if you can even give them that but in that context what makes them so dangerous unlike the gentlemen of prior even their their atrocities in the name of god and religion that have occurred throughout history we don't deny that but in terms of the kings and queens of old they often and they typically recognized a divine being that created them but they also Elevated themselves via their bloodlines to say, no, "We have a special connection; you do not have. So right. you you serve us." And so the distinction, as you point out, with our founding fathers, those that understood all of these forms of government, primarily tyrannical forms of even, you know, temporary benevolent dictatorships and kings and queens that might have been, you know, more uh, benevolent in their in their reign or rule. But the reality was, they said, "This is not a form of government that can be sustainable in terms of recognizing the individual rights." that come to us because of our very existence, our very birth from God, that is not, uh, let's say, dependent upon our fealty to other men or women who are elevated via the bloodlines of the kings and queens and emperors. This is a a novel concept, a revolutionary concept. Even though I think you could find evidence of that in the Bible, it wasn't applied for much of the biblical history since it was written until the dawning of the United States of America, what would become these United States— And it was a remarkable moment in history. And it's a definite God-inspired, ordained moment. This country is unique on the planet, although we haven't lived up to our high ideals. I acknowledge that, too. We got lazy. We got, you know, we got just enjoying so much but, but we're human but the yes. ideas yes. Of, the, of the declaration of independence and constitution were divine absolutely we, you yes.
0: know the ideas of the bible are divine it doesn't mean we all because we believe in them that we all live them correct but we yeah.
2: strive for them yes and, and you know they they did a lot of good at that point it couldn't have been possible. In fact, I think that's the danger too. Uh, There's some people, patriots among us who say we need a constitutional convention. And I think this is the most dangerous thing you can have right now because we don't have the wisdom of our founders. We are not grounded in those principles or history to understand why the words were chosen, how they were written. Thomas Jefferson alone had the intelligence of most of Americans times 10 at least. And so I'm not saying it's not possible to have that level of knowledge, and there are people among us that do. But, but they're
0: at, not in office. <laughs> no, they're not in office
2: and in a constitutional convention. I, I think we risk losing it and, and becoming an official communist nation because so many people uh, don't know their origins and don't understand that their rights come from a creator. And they happen because you are born and you're an individual, not because of your membership in a- any, any group special uh you know protect the color of your skin or, or, or the the type of sex you like to have it's, yeah it's not based on that and so as we talk about the history they had said you know unless you're vigilant in defense of this liberty you know by constraining this government you know as uh was it franklin said bind them down or jefferson bind them down with the change of the constitution that kind of concept bind the government right bind <laughs> the government down uh then it would grow to become a tyranny. Now, we have an oligarchy. We call it a bureaucratic oligarchy. It's, it's, it's not a king or queen, but even as we elect presidents, or th- in theory, elect them, they're not as powerful as the oligarchy that pre exists them and post exists them. Right. And that's what's the ruling, all three branches of government bound into these agencies, these bureaucratic agencies. People come in, they don't even realize where the power is. And we, you know, vote for a president and think that's gonna change everything. And it's not enough. We have to live as free men and women. And what does that mean? It means knowing our rights, at where they come from, where they're derived, and what that means—it means we cannot violate others' rights either. Well, but, it means yeah. it means living
0: as a sovereign individual. Yeah, when a, and a sovereign individual is a king or a queen. It means that means you are your you are the master of your mm. d- of yourself first, mm-hmm. and your dominion. The government is you're not there to mooch off the government. You're not yeah. there as a serf, and the government is your, is your provider. Yes. But but going back mm-hmm. t- to this analogy though, to, to what our founding fathers were fighting against versus what we're fighting against. Mm-hmm. Even the king, yes, they thought they were above us. They mm-hmm. thought they were their royal guide, God, you know, the royal bloodline. But but the but the thing was, they, they they still acknowledged that there was a divine truth, right?
2: There was divine truth, and that they were all subject to it,
0: even though they were above it in in the
2: people. Well, the kings and queens had this concept of sovereign immunity, right? Government has the same concept, sovereign immunity, and I think in terms of living as a sovereign. You have absolute responsibility for your actions. You don't pretend that you are absolved of every wrongdoing. And, you know, that's the corruption of the kings and queens, which is why our founders rebelled against it. They said they are not operating in line with God's rule and law, that we are responsible for our actions. And we don't, you know, just wantonly destroy life. You know, damage like steel, violently, you know, all of those things that have become part and parcel of what government does, which our founders knew. If they were allowed to do so, they would kill, steal, do all the things that our our government supposedly is doing. Domestic terrorism, it's the government. Foreign terror, our government, which is not our government anymore. We've right. lost sight of who really owns and controls it. Right, which which
0: should be the people, but mm-hmm. but they have neglected that. They've abdicated. <laughs> but 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 here's what's interesting though, when you compare what our founding fathers are fighting against versus what we're fighting against? Mm-hmm. Lenin, Stalin, Marx, Marxism is not, they, they have gone a whole step in, a, in you know, there's always duality in everything, right? Mm-hmm. The Constitution was, was brought in the most light and most and, and, and was, was the shining city upon the hill. It brought in light and prosperity across the whole world. And the, and the opposing government that arose, the, the counter to that was Marxism the The author of the Constitution was, without a question, God. The author of Marxism was Satan. Lenin, Lenin, Marx, every almost everyone these has avowed allegiance to Satan. You you can find it in their writings. They they were sure. avowed Satanists. Mostly, mostly socialists were. And the thing that made has that we're fighting is not an idea of a king who who still believes in truth who still believes in god who still believes in the bible we are we're fighting a system that says not only is there no god there is no truth and 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 not only is there no god out there we mm-hmm. set ourselves up to become god mm-hmm. and what i say is the marxist stalinist communist leader is truth all other truth is relative there is no more Fact. It is all relative. Mm. There is no more men and women. There is no more this. There is no more... All, all truth of the Bible that the Western civilization has been built upon yeah. is there is a war being waged upon it. The Bible, everything, the truth, the very idea of truth itself is under attack by this darkness. Mm-hmm. And the minute they say that it's all relative, which they've done... Now who is now they are able to set themselves up as God and say this is what truth is. There are five hundred fifty nine you know thousand genders. There's you know if you if you say you're a girl and, you, and and you can be a girl. If you say this is true, this is true. To me, that's what I find scary about what the, the level of darkness we're fighting is. We are fighting against against the very idea of truth itself. Mm.
2: Well, you, know, you make life, uh, let's say, very uncomfortable and untenable when you can't define things in a way that we can then communicate them. If you can make the definitions unintelligible, nobody can grasp any sense of reality. Then, Therefore, you are lost and victimized by all of life, and then these authoritarian rulers come in and will dictate to you how you should interact with life itself and what you should believe, and no longer is there direct connection to the source of your life itself, your divinity, and all the wisdom that would come from learning from the entire history of humanity, whether it be reading the Bible or other history books and putting together cause and effect. They want to remove cause and effect from our lives. Therefore, we're just pinballs being bonked around in a pinball machine with with nothing to grasp in terms of our reality. Except for government. Correct. Government then becomes God. And and then that institution is what they want, full-on totalitarian power to rule over you, to enslave you. And they of course live the high life <laughs> and they don't, they don't complain because you're their serfs, you are their cobblers, you are their food growers, you are their whatever they desire in terms of enslavement. Now we've seen many systems uh, become uh, corrupted in terms of the economic system that we are uh, so-called required to participate in. I think that requirement is, is misunderstood as well uh, in terms of debt, debt equals slavery. And the entire system of economics, even in our country, and I mentioned it earlier, thanks to the Federal Reserve System, linked up to the IMF and World Bank, is designed to enslave everyone into debt, much less nations into debt, right? Sri Lanka, we talked about, they they went woke and they did the ESG scores, they starved their people, and then the people overthrew their government, but they're still not free of that because they're still looking for the same rulers, monetary, you know, deliverers uh, of just free stuff. Uh, to save them to sal- And of course these are ungodly institutions And the men in them ungodly We've seen at the World Economic Forum What they're all about And, and then we also have a system of medicine That has mono- been a monopoly here in the United States That is pretty much ungodly too Because it's based on collectivism again yeah. Socialism, communism, you're not an individual we got to shoot every one of you up With these injections Because if we don't do it to everybody The shots don't work Well, they either work in the individual or they don't. You're telling me only if all of my people in my family get it, it works? Well, no, then your whole neighborhood. And then on and on it goes. So all of this is rooted in collectivism, which, again, it denies us our divine source of, of birth and creation. Right. And you suddenly only get your rights, which are privileges, by membership in your group. And the favored groups get special privileges. And those favored groups are designed to confuse what we're talking about, right and wrong. Not why? Right and
0: left. Why does totalitarianism? Mm-hmm. Um, why does? Why does it push so much towards collectivism? Why is mm-hmm. collectivism uh, dangerous to freedom mm-hmm. and
2: important to tyranny? Well, w- when people understand that their rights come from God and they, they exist as the, as their individual creation, then they know there's a source of power and authority higher than government. The moment you can be relegated to privileges in a collective group that is designated by a government authoritarian, then suddenly you're looking to government for the source of all, uh, you know, you hope goodness. But your uh, ability to move about that governmental cabin or Earth cabin under that government will be determined by whether you are a good citizen, and of course that means you have to have good behavior. What does that behavior mean? Well, in in a sense, with the economic stranglehold that the Federal Reserve is trying to exert even more of through uh, digitizing the currency, uh, digital IDs, uh, vaccine uh, passports, passports, et cetera. Yeah. It's to basically control your behavior that you don't have the freedom to go to the grocery store should we even have diesel fuel to deliver food, much less go to the bank or access your money that you or, think or is yours. Or question
0: their narrative. Exactly.
2: Think. You have a religious belief that is is contrary to the collectivist narrative of the woke government agenda or our non-governmental globalist agenda. Now suddenly they got you because they got your identity. They stole it because you participated you you numbered your children like cattle like beasts in the field with a you know a, a so called tax id number uh, I think I had, uh, what what's her name, Sherry uh, Peel Jackson or Jackson Peel on the show. She's going to be at the Red Pill Expo. She talked about a slave uh, number, slave state number or something, the SSN. And, you know, my kids don't have those numbers. Oh, really? No, uh-uh. Awesome. It's like, no, uh, you're not giving them, you're not wow. going to enslave them to a debt that's not their, of wow. their making. Um, they don't have birth certificates either. But, again, I didn't make want them to be vessels of the state. When you understand that, it's like in, in the past we used to record our births and deaths and, and major milestones in the family Bible. Wait, your kids are not how do you know your kids alive there's no birth certificate it's like well here he is he's breathing he's alive. <laughs> and look at my bible records anyway so the idea of of going back to that is not going back into a primitive time but a time where we had honesty and integrity and recognized the 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 majesty of creation itself that these kids were gifts are gifts from god they're not vessels of the state and we're not going to number them like beasts in the field, and not, not, it ties them into the, the perpetual debt that can't be repaid. And even according to one of the amendments of the Constitution, you're not even allowed to question that debt. Who wants to be part of that? Yeah, that's not the origin of this country. And Thomas Jefferson warned us about central banking as well. You know, it's a it's a system to perpetuate evil. That evil comes in the guise of money, free money. We can give you stuff, and we'll put it on your kids and your grandkids and their kids that aren't even born yet. And then they were born, what are they, like 85,000 in debt when they're born, if they're in that that system? Is that godly or is that evil? You
0: know, it's interesting because, you know, our our founding fathers, uh, I'm right there in the Declaration of Independence. It's Mm -hmm. their their motivation, their motivation for putting their lives, their honor, uh, and their fortunes on the line. Mm -hmm. It was their posterity. It was, it was thinking about what am I going to pass down to my posterity? And is it worth me sacrificing my fortune and my life and my life and my honor if, if I can pass mm-hmm. freedom and liberty to my children? Yeah. And I think about that, gen- that generation and the, and the price they paid, not for them, for us.. Yeah. And when I compare that to, to, the, to the mindset of, of the people today, what it, we're so, uh, our our focus is so much about take as much as we can live as high on the hog as we can, yeah. forget our kids. We'll bury them with debt, and and we're the exact opposite. We, we are we are spending our children's inheritance. I mean, it's we are spending so that we can live happy now. We're in, we're putting them in. Sla- in They're in, going to be slaves. impoverished. Yes. and
2: and, and yet, uh, man, I I, le- I like you know as a parent and, and you're a parent. We we look at. Our kids, and I think about them later on when we're gone, what will they say about us? You know, will they say, damn it, Dad, why didn't you speak up and do something when you could? As opposed to what you're saying, what you're doing, what we're doing is, you know, I want the kids to go, Dad, thank you for speaking up and never compromising on those principles, those values you espoused. Now, there are always deeper levels and layers that we learn about. And, you know, that's why when I learned about the contracts of adhesion associated with numbering kids like beasts in the field – I was fortunately before I got even married I figured this out and my wife and I didn't even get a license I was like why was I going to invite the government into the sacred relationship between me, her, and God that's not a good plan any more than it is to invite insurance companies into the former sacred relationship between a doctor and patient but
0: see that's the thing is we've been We've been, programmed. We've, been, we've been programmed to just not question, think that's just the way it is. Of course, you have to have a permit from the government to get married. Of course, you have to have permission from the government to do this. Of course, to, to drive on the road. Of course, to to have a car. Of course, to have a, a everything. If little Johnny it's, jumps it's,
2: off a cliff, are you going to do it too? That, that's where we're at. We're right. not growing adults. We're behaving as children of government. And I'm speaking now to people of faith. And how much, okay, so bring, all right. Because I was about to say, how much that is going is, is out is the product of the public school system. Hmm. <laughs> government indoctrination centers, yeah, teaching the glory of government instead of the glory of God. We've got to bring, as we talk about God, back into that. Now, this is not me arguing for a theocracy.
0: I do not well, want okay, a state-sanctioned so, 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 so religion, I, I, that, and, and that needs to be addressed because I am so tired of hearing this. Well, it's separation of church and state. Separation of church and state. People are. We. Have, that is another thing that these indoctrination centers or these, yeah. you know, these schools have done is they've perpetuated the idea that that the separation of church and state was was to was to separate people of faith keep your faith out yes, of government yes we no. don't talk about politics no. we don't talk about religion no uh, it was to prevent a, th- a theocracy mm-hmm. which is a state sponsored religion right which is what we have which Basically. is a godless theocracy. Correct. Right now, we yeah. have a godless theocracy, which is pushing its religion on everybody. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was, it was. I mean, the founding. T- why don't you? Why don't we talk about that? What mm-hmm. was, what was the founding fathers' viewpoint on faith on religion?
2: Well, I as we said. And they, by the way,
0: go ahead. What do we got? Yeah. You recognize who that is? Who are we looking at here? That's George Washington. Oh my uh, goodness! It's 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 uh, zoomed out, but the regular yeah. photo you've oh, got we'll his. The whole his you can yeah. see his. his, his but uh, yeah. We had someone paint that for us this past month nice. uh, he's actually a famous uh uh artist in in vegas and hmm. to, to me especially as you talk about you know our founding fathers mm-hmm. and everything they went through to create yeah. lay the foundations of this country they- and and how they must feel about mm-hmm. everything they've done being what, canceled, what, being censored.
2: What drove them to establish a nation that had never had precedence in acknowledging the sovereignty of the individual, uh, of of the creation that we each created, you know, by God and equal under God's eyes? How much faith did they have to have to fight against the king, the most powerful empire at the time on the planet? A ragtag group of you know patriots that believed in something. It was God. It was spirit that drove them to allow for the unfettered ability of people to, 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 to live their faith, to worship as they saw fit. Again, not to establish a theocracy. Just the opposite, to welcome people of all faiths that lived according to the, 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 uh, the laws that God has laid down to us and, and ha- create the greatest, most wonderful life that you could have. And they sacrificed everything, and they were willing to sacrifice, as you mentioned, their life, their liberty, their sacred honor, all of that for their posterity unlike what we see today where people are like, what can I get while I can get it? And we see, you know, examples of that in both Democrat and Republican. So it's not like about party, as you pointed out. It's not one party versus another. That's the Hegelian dialectic being played out on us. So we never get to the, say, root cause of our problem. The absence of the spirit guiding us to recognize that government is not here to voice God on people that don't want it, but to allow for all of the experiences, the wide variety of experiences that God provides for us here because I perceive that God wants us to choose God, but not by deception and force and fraud, but by our own experience. And in this case, America is the greatest place because we've been, we've been given the greatest distractions ever to run from God, to, sh- to pretend that we could we don't need him anymore mm. because we got everything so easy. Oil, I get. Talking, again, we you come mean about, our, our modern America? Oh, our modern America. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to, you know, here we are living it and talking about the past that very few people even look into that history, much less get a sense of what that was like. And I think about the opportunity we have to have a spiritual revival here, one that, again, embraces all faiths as long as they honor the basic principles of, you know, do not kill people do not break their stuff, other than in defense of life, but not, you know, to, to take it in violence and, and uh, deception and all of the things we talk about. And I, and I think about the opportunity in America, unlike any other country. Now, I've been to, for instance, I've been to African nations, very impoverished African nations, talked with the people there, went there as a homeopath and healer, church groups and everything. And I talked about, you know, I was witnessing some interesting things. For one, these people of faith— had to have faith because they didn't know each day they woke up that they would survive the day, whether it be a roving group of bandits or they would not have food. And so their faith in God was born of survival every day. And I want to think about what we have in America up to this point. We, for the most part, through much of our life, have not had to worry about survival. Survival was a given. Every day we wake up, we have a routine. If we don't have food in the fridge, we go out and get it. It's magically appearing. And so for the first time in recorded history, we've got this ability to just kind of abandon God and think everything's okay. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that also the most wonderful opportunity to say, hey, let's see if they choose, you know, know, God says, let's see if if they choose faith over the ease of life.
1: So
0: I find that interesting because— we live more pampered than Mm -hmm. than any than any generation in the history of this world Mm -hmm.
2: so tell me why we have so much depression well exactly that and see the thing is we supplant the the search for god and meaning and spirit with material things and even though i'm a fan of america and the freedom and the abundance it's brought to us at the same time it's a trap it's a trick if we begin to replace god with those material goods and think that that's gonna be fulfilling. But the opportunity in America is to come back to God by choice, rather than if you don't come to God, like there's no atheist in a foxhole kind of concept, suddenly now you find God, please help me survive the bullets flying overhead. Imagine with all the abundance that we have, where in, in the illusion is we don't need God, and yet you choose God. So
0: so you, you pose a, a question that's very valid and something people should really think about because it matters mm-hmm. will we turn back to God uh, are you familiar with the, uh, the the fall of nations where the the, the 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 different stages that a nation goes through bef- from its birth to its oh. fall the rise and fall of nations uh, it's fascinating it's fascinating because when you look at those the stages of, mm-hmm. of a nation yeah. and, and to its fall um, you look at America, and you're like, "It's there."
2: We're in decline, it decay, is, moral is, decline, it, it all
0: is, of that. Yeah. The yeah. moral decay. Yeah. The, the, the the intellectuals who come and, and and tear away the foundations that the nation was founded upon, and mm-hmm. and bring new ideologies. That I mean, it is it is it is crazy how mm-hmm. the patterns these nations and people that we all go through, um, and they become concerned with consumed with. Obs- you know, possessions, yes. having, selfish toys, this, mm-hmm. and extremely immoral. They deny God. They become very immoral. It's all about living for the moment. Um, it's all about debt. The the right. this, this state starts to huge. The welfare program rolls out. I mean, the the borders, all, all everything. I mean, it is like we, we are right there, and it's like you read that book, and you're like, oh my gosh, like yeah. we are. It's it's we are we are at the precipice. Mm-hmm. It is the fall is coming.
2: I, I think what so, we have is positive. So here's his, my go question.
3: Ahead.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go, going back to question.
0: Can this time be different? Mm. That's exactly where I want to go. Can yeah. we? Yeah. Can we prevent mm-hmm. the fall with a society that is so run to the extremes of not, of mm-hmm. denying the idea of truth itself? That today I feel like a cat. So I'm gonna I'm gonna identify as a cat, and <laughs> and and all of the world is gonna go along with me with my yeah. lie and te- and say that my lie is truth. Mm-hmm. Can a society that puts litter boxes in the, ki- in the kids' schools, mm-hmm. that, that denies the very essence that, 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 the sky, that the sun is shining when the sh- sun is shining, which we are, yeah. when you say a, ch- a boy is a, is a cat, that is the same as denying the sun is out at noonday, mm-hmm. can that society, can this society have a return to God, yeah.
2: and can we be saved? Well, I would say it's the only way that it can happen, in, in what you've proposed here, but I would say yes if we choose to. And that's a choice that comes as an individual, not as a group. We talk about the nation. It's a group of individuals. And it isn't so much as the majority. Does it take the majority to make this choice. No, at the time of the dawning and the founding of this country, it wasn't a majority that wanted to you know, say, hey, the crown bug off. We don't need you anymore. It was a minority. And yet that minority connected to something far larger than material goods and gain, a spiritual goal of freedom, which is one of, besides life itself, one of the greatest gifts that God gives us is freedom, choice, agency. And so in that question is inherent. The answer in agency, yes, the choice can be made to turn the direction back to what we would perceive is the real beauty and majesty of America as a country. Not everybody wants to make that choice. Maybe not everybody will make that choice, but the choice is yours, the choice is mine. And it's not dependent on so much other people's choices. If it is, then we just keep waiting until they choose. But not only do we have to choose, as I talked about the things that uh, are a little harder to discuss, like I said, not willing to number your children like cattle, not willing to participate and feed the cancer that has become a corporate sellout to, the, to what was a du jour nation, United States. Uh, and, and that means living differently, not just, well, I, I think today I'm gonna choose freedom and the next day you're back in looking at government to supply for everything that you know, God should supply, through your own efforts, of course, recognizing that the, you know, the gift of life comes from there, not government. Uh, so again, breaking free of the illusion means practice. You know, spiritual practice, if you are a Christian reading the Bible and practicing, putting it into practice, or whatever belief you have or faith you have to help guide you through it, because the deception is so adept, the deceiver, the Luciferians are so adept at finding our vulnerabilities and exploiting them that can set us off course, that it isn't just a matter of, I say I believe something, it's a question of, do you, do you live as you believe? Or are you speaking pious words and then living, yet still dependent upon government instead of God?
0: Yeah, that's... So what you're saying is it all comes down to the individual. Like, I mean, that's what we've been talking about here is the importance of the individual in a society that wants to scream the importance of the collective. Hmm. Uh, we're, we're wired to think, well, if, if we as a nation will turn back to God, we can fix things, when in reality is if
2: we as an individual can turn back to God. Isn't that interesting? Because you can't do it as a group. You know, any more than you get sick as a group or you get well as a group. That's the you know collectivist medicine, and, and so the power is always in the individual. The power is the recognition by that individual of his or her divinity.
0: And I think that's part of the reason, going back to the conversation earlier about why, why tyrants, why why the elite are so afraid of the idea of "we the people." They're so afraid of the idea of of the empowered individual, why they push collectivism, why they're so Absolutely. afraid of, you know, oh, you're just a white man, you're just a man, you're only this. It's the same, it is the same fear that tyrants have always had. It's the fear of being overthrown. Uh, tyrants have always been afraid of those in their bloodline who can rise up and overthrow them. Well, in this, in this beautiful country, we are all the bloodline of kings. Mm-hmm. And so everybody is a threat to a tyrant. If they understand who they are. Yes,
2: their nature. Exactly. And, and so it, it becomes imperative
0: mm-hmm. for these for these uh, modern day elites to diminish and be threatened by this least of us, because the least of us more has powerful. the seeds of divinity mm-hmm. yeah. and is an heir of God, who could overthrow. I mean, literally, someone from grown, someone raised in a ghetto could literally rise with, with fair elections mm-hmm. to become the president of the United States. Sure. The, the, we, that, is, that, is, that is what this country is founded upon,
2: and that is terrifying to mm-hmm. tyrants. Yeah, you bring up George Washington, and uh, he was not interested in being a king. He was concerned that if he remained on, that we would you know have a, a repeat, you know, and that's why he wanted to, to, to stop it. They said, you know, you're the leader we need right now, and uh, his words were prophetic, many of them from the start to, to the end of his, his terms. And I think that, again, we come back to the same thing. We must acknowledge our divinity and live it, live according to it. And we often pay lip service to it. I'm guilty of it. I think we all are at times because we're human, we're frail, we we, we fail to live up to those ideals. But it isn't about government to save us from our own, let's say, failings, but to turn back humbly to God. And to live that life as, as it is written, you know, for us to, to, you know, it's like not like the rules hadn't been written. Just a matter of are we willing to do so despite the abundance we've, we've achieved, if, we have, if we've enjoyed. Now, many people will turn back to God because of the change in the environment economically. Let's just say mm, the, mm. the diesel stops running and suddenly people are hungry. And now you've got the no atheist in a foxhole scenario where people will turn and start to suddenly pray to God. Please help me. Please save me. Because now they, they, they realize that the ease with which they've experienced their life to this point is no longer. And it was an illusion that they could do it without God. And then we come back to it because now we don't have a choice. That's interesting. I would rather make it while it's still a choice because yeah. that to me is a higher ideal to live. And it's a, it's a difficult one, I admit, but that's what we're here I, to try to I, I
0: think that's it, though. I think you hit the nail on the head is that's why this time will be different, because God will reach for us mm-hmm. through through our suffering. Okay. Folks, hang tight. On the other side of the news, uh, we are going to continue our conversation with Robert Scott Bell and talk specifically about the power of personal responsibility. Why is that so significant today? Hang tight. We'll be right back on the other side. Nope. Okay. Muted.
3: From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Kate Fisher. A deal has been reached in the Ethiopian civil war, with both sides agreeing to halt their two-year conflict, which has led to thousands of deaths and the threat of famine. The agreement between the Ethiopian government and Tigrayan forces should allow aid deliveries to resume. Almost 90% of people in the northern Tigray region need food aid, according to the World Health Organization. The US Federal Reserve has raised interest rates by another three-quarters of a percent to try to tame inflation. It's the fourth consecutive meeting at which America's central bankers have opted for a 75-basis-point hike. Nick Harper reports from Washington. This is now the fourth three-quarters of a percentage-point rise since the summer, and with inflation still running near a 40-year high,
0: rate rises will likely continue into next year. This aggressive pace worries some economists, though, who fear the Fed may tip the economy into recession. This rate rise coming less than a week before the U.S. midterm elections, with the majority of voters
1: saying the economy, cost of living and inflation are their top priorities.
3: Food prices in the U.K. are surging at their fastest rate on record, now sitting at an average of 11.6% more expensive than 12 months ago. The figures, published by the British Retail Consortium, are another blow to the public, who's already facing increased energy costs. Laura Macon-Isherwood has more from London. Figures from the British Retail Consortium said on average a basket of products now costs 11.6% more than it did in October 2021 and warned those prices could keep on rising as the war in Ukraine continues to affect global supply chains and food exports, while higher energy costs and worker shortages simply compound the price problem. With Christmas approaching, retailers are expected to struggle to shoulder those pressures, with analysts warning shoppers could see their bill at the checkout move ever upwards. Banned Twitter accounts will not be reinstated until after the US midterm elections. The social media platform's new owner, Elon Musk, says he's met with civil society leaders and created a content moderation council to establish the rules. With more, here's Gabrielle famy in New York. Elon Musk took to where else but Twitter to say he won't let anyone who was kicked out back on until after the council meets and that will take at least a few more weeks. He says there's going to be widely divergent views on this council from civil rights leaders to free speech groups. Now this comes just after Twitter took down nearly 2,000 fake accounts. Twitter says many of the accounts were claiming to be based in the US but were in fact operating from China. From bureaus worldwide this is a
2: right outside of this one church town there's a gold dirt road to a whole lot of nothing
0: got a deed to the land but it my ground this is god's country and welcome back we rain, to we rain, are the people running, radio here rain, on K Talk 1640 in plate, still in god's country boom and we still got robert scott bell it's been a great conversation You can follow us uh, live on uh, K-Talk, obviously on on radio, Mm -hmm. assuming that the connection's happening right now. It's sometimes been a little bit iffy lately. Mm -hmm. But you can also get a a nice guarantee if you're on, go to YouTube, do a search for We Are The People Radio, and you can follow it live there if you click on live. You should also be able to find it on Facebook, We Are The People UT, uh, and uh, most of the Podbeam channels, you can find it out there. But uh, today, it is Wednesday, uh, we are ha- talking about God in America. Uh, we have Robert Scott Bell, you can find him on robertscottbell.com, he's on many radio shows podcasts
2: he's all over the place two yeah. hours a day six days a week and uh, you know the archives are pretty much everywhere other than YouTube and Spotify where I'm banned so I had to come to your show to get back on YouTube all right <laughs> welcome, welcome back <laughs> thank, you, thank I, you I respect anybody who's banned I, I I'm not uh,
0: I don't have big enough reach to get banned yet so we're working on it
2: <laughs> no I, I think you know when we talk about this spiritual subject the deeply spiritual subject of God in America uh, it's, I guess it's least likely to get banned weirdly enough uh, the way we're talking about because we're not really super political. In fact, we talked about the fact that even you know acknowledging yay, hey, the Republicans have failed us too. So it no. isn't about that in this discussion. Uh, whatever you you know have a perception politically, it's still to me, in my mind what we're discussing is so very important reconnecting to the source of all wisdom. And the basis for America, what makes it unique on the planet, if we can regain it, if we can restore it, that's what we're talking about. And it will take all of the Herculean efforts, if I can say it, that doesn't even really begin to actually say it, but bringing God's spirit back into our individual lives and then watching it ripple on out and impact others. And then we restore that which is good about America.
0: Yeah. You know, part of my core belief that I operate out of is that I do believe we are in a battle of good and evil, I believe good wins, I believe that the Constitution will be saved, and I believe that the time it is hanging by a thread is now, which means that the people who God sent, and I don't believe God would, lay, would send, and I believe, first off, I believe he sent some of his choicest souls to lay the foundation of this country, and i can't believe he would not send some of his strongest warriors at a, at t- to go into battle when his nation mm. was under under greatest distress under attack to save that document and if that's true that means that those people who were sent for such a time as this are here now mm-hmm. and and that's and to me, and that's why this message is so important, is it's the power of the individual, and it's the thing that tyrants fear the most, is those individuals to wake up and and know who they are, to one day look in the mirror and recognize who they are as sons, and I will say sons of God, because mm-hmm. it is going to take men to stand up and, and get yeah. this country back. Nations are built upon the foundations of the men, and they fall on the foundations on the weakness of the men. Not that women are not important, we I mean, you need both, they're equally yeah. important, but but we live in a time when the women are strong and the men are weak. Mm. And so I do believe that, that 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 we live in an incredible time. and I believe God uses average people to do incredible things. And so so much of, of, of my message is is to wake up the average person who thinks they're nobody special to realize that no, mm. you know you like I, and like so many of us, we are sons of God, yes. and we have a role to play in what is coming.
2: Yeah, not only recognize yourself and your divinity, but recognize it in others. And yes. Then, then you can choose to come together to do what it takes to reestablish the goodness, as I said, of America, the origin point, which is a, a unique on this planet even to this day. There is no other country. If this falls, where do you go? No. You know, you would have to reestablish and we'd hope and pray that we have the wisdom to do so. I would rather not have to re- fully reestablish to not lose it altogether. But you said it's hanging by a thread. I agree. And, and, you know, it's it's living up to the reason we are here at a time such as this.